And welcome to HR Bytes, a podcast and video series to bring you stories of HR professionals who bring a think globally and act locally digital HR agenda to their work, everyday people who are driving digital transformations in their organizations, data-driven and future-fit digital HR leaders. This is your host, Jay Polaki, and today's guest is my friend Vibha Miller. Vibha is the Vice President of Human Resources at Cogent Communications here in the DC metro area. And she is an agile human resources executive with over 20 years of global experience. Um, Vibha was named a 2019 HR Leader of the Year in the DC market recently. And I am so happy to have you as a guest on today's show. Vibha, how are you today? I'm well, thank you, Jay. Thank you so much for having me. This is really a treat and a privilege and an honor. So I appreciate it. Well, the honor is on mine. And thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself, that dreaded interview question. Here comes your way. Yes, I'm on the other side of the table now. So (laughs) yeah, I've been in HR a very long time. And um, I will say just as a little bit of a caveat that I'm here as an individual person, not representing my my company, I'm representing me and kind of my experience in the hopes that it might be helpful to your listeners and others who are either in the HR profession or aspirants. So I fell into HR early in my career. I did my MBA and I worked um, on Wall Street for Goldman Sachs and had an opportunity early to be part of a sort of a a micro startup within Goldman, which was an international operations function, which we started. And and we were expanding internationally quite a bit, helped open some offices, uh, Tokyo, Paris, Toronto. And so, you know, and from there, my career just kind of evolved and built. And um, so... I'm delighted by the opportunities I've had. And I'll just say one other thing about myself that um, for HR people, um, we have this unique advantage of being in a profession, which is a, a sort of universal corporate service function. So you can have lots of experiences in your career. I certainly know that I have um, without having to limit yourself to a particular sector. So that's me. Um, I was raised in Connecticut. I've got three adult children. Um, I have a dog called Luna, a wonderful husband who's a global conservationist. So, you know, touch wood, life is good. You know, we've been as the HR function at the forefront of this pandemic in organizations, in the workplace. Uh, we've kind of had to adjust our our workplace overnight and have had to really, you know, um, work with our people really work with our people, both in the C-suite as well as on the ground, to make work work for all of us during this pandemic. How has uh, technology helped you in the past 10 months in your function as an HR professional? And how has, um, you know, uh, the technology that you've already adopted in your function um, been further adopted? Uh, to uh, foster the connection and the human, um, you know, connection that we are all seeking during this time. Yeah, so I've I've been at my present company actually tomorrow will be four weeks, so I haven't had to do the lifting, particularly as the company went global or went virtual. Excuse me. So it really was more in my prior organization, um, which was also a global organization with offices in in multiple countries. 
Um, so we were used to collaborating in multiple time zones and around the world and, you know, to some degree, uh, not just virtually, but also sort of, um, uh, you know, in odd, at odd times. So in a way, there were always people working from home, but not not regularly. It was just a, a virtue of time zones. But then, obviously, March, everyone had to go uh, virtual. Every the work had to be remote. And what we did was leverage MS Teams. So we had Microsoft Teams, and there are a lot of features on MS Teams that allow people to connect. And so we sort of rolled up our sleeves. I had a, um, a staff experience team that um, reported into me, but basically it was a group that was responsible for engagement activities throughout the company. So we, we stood up um, an, a, a team through MS Teams that would be a conduit for content, content around um, uh, your workplace and your, you know, your work life um, content around how do you manage kids at home? How do you manage fitness, nutrition, mental health? Um, we did um, all of that through MS Teams. And so we invited everybody in the company on this team. We hosted virtual events like um, everything from staff meetings to games and competitions. And we made it fun. You know, we had speed typing, we had, um, you know, virtual chess and, you know, people had fun with that. So it felt as though we were still a community and we weren't so disjointed. Um, we also really, of course, when we all, when we went virtual, we generally were on camera in meetings. And it's interesting because that was a cultural norm that that company accepted and adopted. And I think it was rather powerful because it wasn't as though you weren't seeing people and you weren't interacting. Whereas I've seen other companies where everything is just, you know, when you're on calls, it, it's just, um, there, there's no visual. And I think it's a limitation. So I would recommend that, you know, when try turning your cameras on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. At the right time, right? Not at the wrong yeah. time. And, and right, don't forget true. your cameras on when you're doing something yeah. that shouldn't be on camera. <laughs> That's true. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, so in the midst of all this, I'm sure you've got a lot of HR data about the work you're doing and the work that, you know, you want to continue to do. How are you leveraging the HR data? Do you even uh, collect data on your teams and on, on, you know, your workflows at work? How do you go about using HR data? Yeah, so again, more so with my prior organization that had a robust HRIS system. So we had... Um, Workday, which of course has lots of bells and whistles. We were able to run reports. We did a lot of analysis and metrics in every HR category, whether it was our recruiting dashboard, whether it was keeping um, uh, track of our own projects. We had lots of trackers there. And then as far as employees, um, I think we did fairly typical reporting out of the HRIS system, things like tenure. Um, I created a uh, quarterly HR report that reported on things like demographics, things like um, a job openings and available jobs, things like awards, which employees were getting awards and celebrating those. Um, there were obviously milestones for employees in terms of service uh, tenure. So we would recognize that. Training, how, what, how many employees attended, what sort of training, um, what was the company's investment, the dollar investment in those trainings, and um, what were the most popular trainings? 
So those were some of the metrics and analytics that I think were um, regularly reported on with a great deal of transparency for all employees to see across the company. And, um, and they, were, uh, they were appreciated, yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, data is like the new oil, right? How do we mine the data and how do we uh, utilize it for good? Uh, and, mm-hmm. and make it a transparent process so that employees do not feel that they're being spied on. <laughs> so right. that's definitely a challenge for us in 2021, uh, but it can be used to do so much good, right? Um, so what role did your social capital within your organization and outside of it play uh, in you uh, bringing this innovation um, you know, in the HR function as well as scaling it up within your function? Yeah, I think that's a superb question. And I would say that whether you're in a small company or a large company, social capital is essential to the success of um, the HR function, the individuals in HR, and the adoption of change. Because at the end of the day, HR needs to connect with people throughout the company. Um, Your friends in IT are essential because they can help you understand and and really leverage the technology that you currently have. They can help you with things like project management and, and other um, new technology that might be helpful. So we had given it, I'll give you an example. We had a very robust intranet at our uh, at my company, but we did not have the HR sort of homepage well organized. And so basically I enlisted my senior coordinator and 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 said, look, make it the best you can be. And so I think if you harness the creativity and and sort of let loose the creativity on your own team and let them go procure um, the relationships and counterparts that need to happen, you can get a way better product than you might be able to dream of yourself. And at the end, what we achieved through our SharePoint intranet site was really a almost like a website quality HR experience for a user experience. We've looked at it as very much um, the user. So that was a re- an example of a relationship in terms of social capital. Um, the other thing I mentioned earlier are our um, staff ex- uh, staff experience team. That was something that um, touched was was a volunteer service with comprised of members from functions throughout the company and throughout the world. So they really became like an extension of the HR department and they could help us sell through um, changes. They could be evangelists. They could um, actually be the representative or at times the host for some of these events that we were hosting. So those are individuals and they were all different levels in the company. So all the way up to senior director and as low, I suppose all the way to coordinator. So it doesn't matter about the level of the individual, but if you can can kind of um, activate relationships throughout the functions that you need to impact, which is everyone, um, the, the better able you'll be to get things through. So that would be how, how we did it. And then in terms of scaling, again, I think um, you know, the intranet was one place where we delivered content across the company to all employees. We had some that was self-service, um, some that was, so there was push content, there was self-serve content. So again, think about it from a user standpoint, what, what's going to resonate? How are you going to deliver it? How is it going to be convenient? And then scaled accordingly. 
Absolutely. I love the idea of the HR ambassadors that you had at all levels. That's and yeah. so were they were they from different departments, not just HR. So they were from different departments. Yes, we had people from marketing communications, we had people from the president's office, we had um, people from IT, uh, we had people from um, uh, uh, yeah, as I said, marketing, uh, uh, I think we might have had even from finance. So from legal, I mean, we had our representatives. So these were people from throughout the company and throughout the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a very enri enriching experience for the employees. I'm sure. Of Definitely. That. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice to know. Um, so then what's one piece of advice uh, based on all of this experience that you've had this past year, especially that you have for HR professionals who are looking to adopt new technology or even learn new technology that's already in place and, you know, kind of en enhance their learning on that technology, kind of reskilling themselves? Well, I think... Um it's important to keep asking the what if questions. So try to figure out how to keep your creativity activated rather than be so operationally focused. Sometimes you have to say, what if? And um, if you don't have a really tech savvy wizard on your team, get one or borrow one. <laughs> um, I wouldn't classify myself as the, as a, a I'm sort of an early adopter in terms of concept, but I'm not necessarily the executor. But you need to have somebody who can dig into the details and actually get something, um, get a system stood up in IT terms. So standing up a system that actually works. Um, so as I described the the intranet site, that was one example. But get a get a technology wizard expert who's your go-to person. And that's, I think, a, a great piece of advice for anybody in HR because that's a vital um, way to deliver our work. Absolutely. Yeah. That tech buddy system, right? Uh, call, exactly. <laughs> not just the help desk, but your personal help desk who are, yes. on, the, who are on your personal help desk, kind of. That's so right. That's the very important uh, point to ponder and think about, definitely. Um, so you are working from home. I'm working from home. A lot of folks are working from home other than our frontline and healthcare workers who are definitely not working from home. Thank you. Um, yes, you know, yes. for all the work that you're, you guys are doing, we're very, very appreciative of that. Um, so there is this hybrid workplace now, I think, that this is here to stay. Mm -hmm. What do you think HR can do to prepare our function for this, you know, change in the work world, right? It's a huge change. I mean, you know, as well as I do, that we were all very, very about the work from home policies that we were creating. You know, they were definitely not people first policies, they were process first policies. But now we are kind of just being forced by this virus <laughs> in a good way <laughs> to think about how we can foster uh, a healthier workplace, a healthier work arrangement for our employees. So what do you think we can do in HR as a function to foster this? I think um, going back to your earlier point about data, data is going to be important. So has productivity declined, been stable or improved? during this remote work environment, this virtual work environment. Um, take a look at that in partnership with the business leaders. Really uh, partner with them to understand what has worked well and where there might be some deficiencies. And if 
the productivity of employees of the business of the of the products of the you know whatever is measured has been stable or better that really argues for flexibility on an ongoing basis i think there are a lot of forces right now that are going to uh, that employers will have to face that are not in their control so if they want to get the talent they're going to need to be um, responsive to either where the talent wants to be or what the talent wants. So if the, if the talent says, if you're recruiting and you're recruiting you and you want the top people and they say, look, I wanna only work at the office one day a week, or I need to divide my time in locations. You know, you just have to be open to those possibilities versus just saying right away, no, 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 no. Our standard is that everybody's in the office. You have to ask yourself why? you know, especially if your productivity has been at or better. Um, I also think that uh, you need to look at what it, what it will take to have staff distributed from the point of view of your culture and the point of view of what impact, how, how do you um, retain your cultural norms and the, the, the key fabric, the, the critical DNA of your culture while also, uh, uh, adding some flexibility that you may not have had previously and not, not look at it as, well, we can't do it, but how can we do it? Really, really shift, shift the lens to how can we get it done? How can we do it versus no, 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 that's not the way we do it. I think the way we do it is going to have to be re reassessed. Um, I also think, you know, realistically and logistically companies have to look at if they have multiple locations, what are the business impacts? Um, is payroll equipped to handle multiple locations? What are the tax implications of that? Um, what are the compensation implications of that from an HR standpoint? If you've got people, if your main headquarters where everyone has always been is in a high cost of living area and a high salary area, and you now have people distributed, they may be doing the exact same jobs, mm -hmm. but they're all over the country. Does that mean, you know, if somebody chooses to live in a low cost area, great for them, they get a windfall, maybe. Or it could mean that you kind of calibrate differently around geographic differentials. But that's just a discussion point, not necessarily, you know, I'm not advocating for one or the other, but I think the company needs to think about that. Um, it's very hard to, to sort of navigate to rules around that, I will say, um, just because people are fluid, they're flexible. They may be four months here, six months there. How, how do you kind of make those um, decisions? So I think that's gonna be something to worry about. Um, and let me just see, I think as well, um, you need to figure out whether this is a forever decision or whether it's for, for some time. Uh, I think nothing is forever in, in life and business, especially. So also socialize your employees to say this works for the company today. Um, and, and, you know, kind of put the company's strategies and priorities um, first, but as well, you need to also be realistic about what the talent is going to require and be responsive and agile. Absolutely. Agile is the word of the year for HR. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and for everyone, right, in life too, we just got to be agile. So that's great advice. So that brings us to the fun part of our conversation today. Not that it wasn't fun till now, the funner part, uh, the question connection round. Um, who is one person uh, that you think everyone should know about in HR technology specifically, and we should all be connecting with? 
so in HR technology, I don't know that she would characterize her, herself as a technologist necessarily, but there is someone um, who I think has been a, a, a great um, kind of coach for me. Her name is Karen Laos, L-A-O-S, and she's a speaker, a coach. She runs podcasts. She's pretty active on LinkedIn, and she's been really, really helpful um, to me. So I didn't exactly answer your question um, <laughs> around fine. technology, but she, she's she's been she's been very um, very very helpful. Yeah, very yeah. nice. And I link her uh, profile in the show notes for the audience to connect as well. Okay. Yeah. There, there is a, another um, speaker. Well, maybe that's your next question. I'll, I'll let you ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what's your favorite HR podcast other than HR Bytes? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was going to say, obviously, it's HR Bytes is the number one. <laughs> that's, where, that's my go-to. So thank you for that. Um, th- so there's, there's a, um, a, another individual who, whom I've worked with in the past and who I think is a a very, very um, effective strategic thinker. His name is Steve Lois, L-O-W-I-S-Z. He's a CEO, a speaker, a thought leader, a trainer, an investor. Um, and he runs a podcast series called P3, People, Performance, and Profits, that I would recommend. So he's come at it from the point of view of a founder of a um a recruitment resource firm. So he's sort of technology related. He's CEO, um, definitely C- a, 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 a successful CEO, but he also has um, a, a core body of knowledge of HR. So he would be another one that I would recommend. Yeah, absolutely. We'll and, link his uh, profile as well in the show notes for the audience. Uh, your favorite LinkedIn learning or you know e-learning webinar series for HR tech, especially uh, that you think we should all be watching? And learning from, yeah. So um, LinkedIn learning is so vast; it's sort of hard to pin pin down. Honestly, one thing or the other. I actually this year, given the circumstances of 2020 and so much disruption on every level, um, I was personally very interested in employee engagement, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. So there is LinkedIn learning on developing a, a DEIB program. Um, another area that I was particularly interested in was teaching civility in the workplace, because I think in remote circumstances, there are different expectations and norms. And, you know, that's an area where it's it's always a good idea to have a very civil and um, respectful workplace. And sometimes that's harder or easier based on the circumstances of, you know, not knowing people in, in uh, as, as close a way. So, those again, not specifically technology related. So I apologize if I'm not exactly answering your question, but um, but those were things that I think were very helpful to me given the circumstances of the, the sort of greater environment. Wonderful. And we'll link those as well in the show notes for, for everyone to look up. So given the upheaval of all things work and life, uh, what's one workplace trend that you think is here to stay? And I always say, other than the Zoom shirt, because that's here to stay for sure. <laughs> so what other workplace trend do you think is here to stay? Well, it's the obvious one. It's the one everybody knows about, and that's remote work. I, I, I just don't see that that's going to be um, a, a variable anymore. I think it's going to be a constant. And so that is a constant that HR practitioners, professionals, even if you're, um, you know, CEO is 
uh, not necessarily open to it, you're, you're just going to have to sh make the business case. And employees will make that business case for themselves by, um, as an old boss of mine used to say, they will vote with their feet. They'll either choose to come or choose not to come because they will have many, many alternatives. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you enjoy giving back to the community. I know you're involved in so many community initiatives. How do you do that? How do you enjoy giving back to the HR community and the community in general here in the DC area? Yeah, so I served on the board of the HR Leadership Forum, which is a board, uh, an organization set up primarily for senior level HR executives. And that was a terrific experience and really was a great opportunity to give back. I was actually the chair of the programs committee. So I was responsible for organizing all of the the monthly programs while I served. So that was a pretty heavy lift. I didn't realize what I was getting into, but I wouldn't have traded it for the world. I was with a terrific group on the board and uh, did that for about two years. So greatly uh, enjoyed that. And I've also served on uh, four other nonprofit boards and one advisory board. So um, whether it was through uh, the PBS, the Public Media Business Association, um, the Potomac Conservancy, was an, which is an organization, so it's a conservation organization dedicated to the waters uh, that surround the D.C. area um, that relate to the Potomac River, which you may not may or may not know is this, the source of water for nearly everyone in the whole area. Um, so obviously the health of the river is a big, big um, uh, concern for everyone, whether whether or not they know it. Um, I serve, uh, I'm an advisor to Job IQ, which is a startup. Um, so that's been really fun to, to work with the, the founder of Job IQ and her team. So, you know, board service has been very exciting for me. And that also gets me out into the community and um, it's, it's enriching. Wonderful. Thank you so much for all the work that you do in the community. You know, I'm enriched by it. And I'm sure a lot of folks in the area and, and, and in the globe are enriched by the work that you're doing. So thank you for that. So if our audience would like to connect with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? So LinkedIn is probably the easiest way. I'm active on LinkedIn. I check my messages regularly. So that would be my um, preferred way. And I'm there on LinkedIn, Vibha Jan Miller. You can find me easily. And um, I look forward to being contacted. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I really enjoyed our conversation. And uh, I look forward to, you know, seeing you in the area. Hopefully, after we all get our vaccine, we get to meet in person and maybe have dinner together. Indeed, Jay. And best of luck to you. This is a fantastic series, highly recommended. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be here with you today. And thank you, audience, for tuning in today. I look forward to bringing you more global HR tech stories. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.